This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <whistles> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy Dini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Good evening, everybody. Yes, well, on a horrible night, on a horrible pitch, horrible match was sort of played, wasn't it? I mean, in terms of entertainment, it was nothing to write home about, but obviously a first clean sheet in a in a very, very long time. But to me, on a heavy pitch, they, they look good. I thought the midfield looks really slow and ponderous. I thought young Pollock had an okay game. I thought in the last 10 minutes, you saw what you get from Porteous once he went off with his booking personally. Whereas Pollock had seemingly been, apart from obviously his giving away the, the booking, which I thought was a good booking to, to take because the guy was going to do him from pace because we were pushed up. Porteous goes to ground. Porteous rushes in, lets the bloke go past him. And therefore, probably for me, the uh, the best move so far of the transfer window has been in trying to get Pollock not to take his take his request and and, and walk away with it, but say, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll I'll be there and I'll fight for it. Didn't seem to have many options to freshen it up in 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 midfield because we were playing with Chak Fatadze rather than in a in, in a number eight role or on the bench to bring on and freshen up either Tom Deli Bashir or or Kone, who seemed to have odd games of doing the hard bits well and then just not releasing the ball at all. I appreciate it was probably a sticky pitch. You know what? It was a sticky pitch for Wednesday as well. But because we played him out wide right or wide left in the, in the first half and given him the free kick responsibilities, it was almost like, well, we can't really take him off and we can't move him inside to freshen it up. Just seemed a bit of an odd one. Obviously, nil-nil. This might be a, a, short, uh, a short chat with everybody, but as ever, anything you want to say, just come on and let us know. Obviously, the transfer window closes tomorrow according to the Watford Observer and according to Val unless something comes up then he's quite happy with what he's got does make you wonder what Manga Gioretta and and then most recently Gianluca Canani are actually doing with regards to recruitment the fact that there doesn't seem to be anybody bought in at the moment it's a very very big 24 hours I would suggest if they if they want to do something to strengthen this rather than seeing two players going out and one player on loan coming in but we shall see we shall see Guys, we'll get to your to your request. Let's go to to, to Mr. Alan Lathwell and and find out how Alan is and and, and what he, what he made of 
What do you made of tonight's game? Alan, sir, hit your... Hit your, your oh, there you go. You're there, you're there. How are you doing, sir? <laughs> oh, there we go. Alan, everybody, sound asleep. Don't shout. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't the greatest, was it? No, it wasn't, but I, I, I'm going to focus on the positive because cool. I'm pretty certain you'll get plenty of negative tonight. So, yeah, it, it, I don't think it lacked effort. I'll be honest. I think they worked hard enough. I just think that our, our passing was 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 really poor tonight, and some of our decision making defensively. I thought we were we were good. I actually thought Matty Pollock was the best player yeah. again until that last few minutes when it. I think probably tiredness got the better of him, really, and and that's what led to to two challenges that were very similar. And he was probably lucky to escape a red, if the truth be told, for two yellows. But so uh, taking him off was the right decision. But I have to agree with you. I felt Fortius coming on was a car crash waiting to happen. Other than that, I thought I thought Bio was quiet to begin with, but became more effective in the game in terms of trying to seize on um, ponderous possession in their back four. And, and uh, you know, I, it, it, we, we know that he, he's not a, an out-and-out goal scorer. We know he's not going to get your 10 or 15, 20 goals a season, whatever it is. But as, as, a, as a, a contribution to the team effort, he offers way more than Ryovic. Uh, he really does. Uh, has come onto the the pitch and uh, I, I I think he touched the ball twice maybe but in terms of defensively I thought both centre halves played well on balance in the end probably Hoot was the was the the man of the match for for Watford it was a, a challenging night they've they've had a, a a distinct turnaround from where they were early season since this manager's come in that pitch is bloody dreadful so you know what let's take the point take the positive that you know we've finally kept a clean sheet after what 14 games yeah yeah 41 points still three points off the playoffs not that i'm really that bothered about the playoffs and we we hopefully we've come through it without getting any injuries we're a game close to getting the likes of Coembe back and on to the cardiff home game i would say very much so very much so yeah i i, I think your, your point about there there was no lack of of work rate i i would say there was a lack Energy, I know, it, and, and that's not. Yeah, a that's not a it's criticism. A different thing. They, it's a different thing. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 there wasn't an the... effervescence about us either tracking down or running. I agree with you entirely about bio. I mean, bio yeah. is, is your classic play. It's a little, almost a little bit like Pollock, in as much as you appreciate him more when he's not on the pitch. And oh, that's what happens when we have the other guys on. Yeah, um, absolutely. It, it was. You're absolutely right. I think it's not a lack of effort. I don't think there was a lack. Determination, willingness to work hard, or anything like that tonight. Just look tired. We are where we are. We've got the size of squad that we've got. I, I understand the reasoning why Val wants it to be the way it is because he wants players to be able to come in and make a contribution, and that and that brings us back to Mac, Matty Pollock again, who's waited long enough and he's put in two good performances in a row, and that kind of yeah, justification for having the size and shape of the squad that that we do. We've brought in uh, Emmanuel Dennis, and again he's looked off the pace tonight, but he, he's not played since November, and he's only he's only had a few training sessions so hopefully he's going to get fitter over the next few weeks and definitely with 
so many games coming up over the next couple of couple of weeks. Getting up up to match match sharpness will hopefully will happen sooner rather rather than later. And then it gives us if we get the Emmanuel Dennis that we had three four years ago, whatever it was, then it gives us a genuine goal for it up front. Yeah. And as for the transfer window, I'm just focused on the play, players that we've got. If we do any business tomorrow, which I think is unlikely. It is what it is. Basically, the foundations of a good side have been put in this year, and whatever happens now between now and the end of the season, we're we're in we're on the right. Say it slowly. And if we keep with this manager and we recruit well in the summer, I think we'll be better placed to push on next year than trying to rush it. Hope we get playoffs this year. Somehow fluking our way into the Premier League and probably being in a worse than we were were before so yeah I'll take that tonight it wasn't exciting it was it was a crap game that's a point on the road what is that eight eight is it or nine games on the road that we're unbeaten so you know it's some so let's let's use that that non-determinate numerate number of some shall we I will go I will go through and uh and, and find it in a minute but it's I, I think the thing for me with the and, and I, I I think you're absolutely right to concentrate on what we've got in-house however and this this is my thing with the with the transfer window mm. this year is we we've heard this phrase one in one out when Healy went out and you bring Dennis in okay Dennis is not fit we know that but in the short to medium term we would hope that Dennis is going to be a trade up on that we lose we lose loser now I know he wasn't playing in the in the team very much but it was it, we we've lost him and if we go back to what Val said Val was Val was commenting that he wanted two players for each position. And now we're playing six. We, we, effectively, that means we need six midfielders. KMB is obviously injured, so we're missing him. So the earlier we can get him back, we've then got Tom Deli Bashiru, and we've got and we and we've got Jake, and we've got Kone. So there, there's our four midfielders at the moment for for three positions, and it means that okay, is Chak Fatadze? Are we going to include him in that? Let's be liberal and say yes, we are. That gives us five. We're still one short of a body in that midfield because you can tell me all you like, but Tom Ince is not a midfielder. He's even on the club website as a forward. And I think that's where we lost the energy tonight. I think I think if we'd have had somebody to 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 at least swap out, it might have given us just something additional in there because Kone and and Tom Deli Bashiro looked absolutely knackered today. And I just think we're we're missing that that energy element to it. But lovely stuff, Alan. Thank you very much indeed for starting us off. Let's get across to Wendover. I don't know if Wendover was was going up to to Sheffield or was watching it in in Shea Wendover. Greg, sir. Greg. Good evening, Peter. Good evening. Whereabouts are you, sir? I'm in Wendover. Oh, you yeah. didn't. You didn't. Yeah. And uh, I mean, there were eight hundred. Apparently, went up. Hardy yeah. souls. Horrible. Horrible weather. Fair play to them, Pete. Fair play to them all. Fair but, play to them yeah, all. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, midweek up north on a school night. I think I've, I'm done with those, to be honest, on a school night. But uh, I managed to catch, catch the game on Hive Live. Yeah, look, I, I agree with a lot that our friend Alan has, has said. If we win on Saturday, if we win on Saturday, I guess that's a good result. That's four out of six, I, I guess. Uh, but it wasn't pretty, was it? It wasn't pretty. They, I agree with you. They look absolutely dead on their feet. And isn't that what a transfer window is for? To refresh your squad and 
and and reignite a bit of energy in January? Is 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 that not partly what a window is for? I thought first half we gave Barry Brand Barry Banyan the freedom of, of Sheffield to do literally whatever he likes. What a good player he is. What a good player he still is. I thought their pitch was a disgrace and a championship club shouldn't be allowed to, to have a pitch like that. It's nearly as bad as Luton as, as those up the roads was uh, a few years ago. Yeah, it's, look, they, they look tired, Pete. They look, they look really tired. TDB was lively, was he not? But his passing was woeful. I thought Coney was poor. I thought Chack didn't have a good game. Yeah, and look, Pete, maybe I'm just a fantasy. Maybe I'm just on looking at another game. But was it not glaringly obvious tonight that we need a goal as goal scorer? Dennis is a wide player. He, um, he, our, our man Bayo played well. He worked hard. He worked really hard. Oh, no, we haven't. We haven't criticised Bayo. We said yeah, but absolutely. He works incredibly hard. He worked hard. really, really hard, Pete. But he ain't a goal scorer. Why can't we go out tomorrow and get somebody on loan? from maybe the Premier League that knows how to stick the ball in the net and has got a bit of what Rayovic has got and a bit of what, what Bayo's got because that's what we're missing, Pete, big time. I mean, the thing for me is, and I've, I've described it previously, but it's it's... <laughs> That's no great insight, but it's 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 a game of ninety minutes or ninety six or however many it is. But it's decided by a few moments and a few moments of quality. And the quality wasn't there today. And the quality wasn't there today because we were all operating at lower percentage rate than is normally our our, our level. I think we just, yeah we just looked a bit sluggish. And that's you're going to get games in a season like that. It is we've we've said about the championship. It's long, it's attritional, it's unforgiving. And suddenly you get to a night like that, on a pitch like that, and yes, it's difficult, but it's the same for both sides. And I appreciate that they were set up to play a bit more, a bit more, shall we say, aggressively. They, they, were, they were pushing and pulling at every given opportunity, but them's the breaks. You play up until the margins, and, and that's what they did. So no, com- no complaint with that. However, yeah, Pete, however, Pete, that, however what, happened, what happens is we had an opportunity there and the lad who pulled a, an absolute rabbit out of a hat with a free kick on Sunday, it, it just didn't work for him. So sometimes it goes against you. However, you can't quite mitigate for somebody having a good first half and then him swapping him out in the second. I don't think I didn't think we got uh, as much as we might have wanted from a Spreer in the second half. I know he put some balls in and some crosses in, but I thought at times that game was calling out for Chak for Dadze to sit in the middle and go yeah. with the Spreer and go with go with Martins and do indeed have a go at them because the ball wasn't really sticking going forward, especially once you bring on once you bring on Ryevich. And as as friend friend of the podcast, as Boyd said at the weekend, when he when he when he put up on was, look, we we went with a left winger on the left side and a right winger on the right side in Martins and Espria collectively. Do you think we might have got something if we'd have brought on Ryevich? Because then you're there to give him the service. By the time he brought that on, we didn't really have anything. And it, it then wasn't sticking either. So it's just it's just an element of frustration. Bio works very well. I can tell you this though: every single championship club that we have spoken to is looking for a goal scorer. Everybody wants a goal scorer, but they are like hen's teeth at the moment. Genuinely, 
they aren't they aren't ten a penny. If you went for the lad at oh his his name escapes me for the moment. But if you went for the lad at for example Notts County, he's he's going to be quoted north of two and a half to three million because and he's playing in League Two and last year played yeah. in in there. It's it's a commodity that is very very short in in, in application. Yeah, Norwich who are there or thereabouts with us in the league, but maybe a little they're a little bit low. They're going out to get Sydney Van Hoydunk tomorrow on loan. We should be doing something like that, Peter. Oh, no disagreement. Uh, no disagreement. Uh, I'd go and have Adam Eder. I'd go and get him because at least he gives some running for you. And he's he's the player who's now going to go on loan instead to Celtic. And, yeah, it's, it's rhetoric, this one in, one out. And the comms they made over Dennis suggests to me he's the major business of the window. And in fairness, he's not costing us a lot of money because of the deal we've been able to do. Um, you know, it, it's, it, there isn't money there, is there? There, there isn't any budget there. I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any budget. And contrary to um, to Gino's, yeah, contrary to Gino's words, at what we still refer to these days as Palacci Gino, when yeah, he said, well, we should "I'm still it, here. Yeah. I'm trying to make it." I said at the start of this, quite what we got from Manga. Okay, that didn't work. But then you got him out, and you had Gioretta for ages. And Gioretta, according to Nani. Was was really great. He handed over all the files and did everything before he went off to Paphos. That must be a hard life. And then we've had Nani in for, in, in the middle of December. But he's got. He, I tell you what, I wouldn't half mind that position. That does seem like money for old rope. The recruitment side. The recruitment side. There are other parts yeah. of the technical director's role. But gee whiz, yes, I, I would like to see somebody that would come in for, for me. Principally, the one is in midfield because I don't see why you can't reallocate Martins to, to play in a 4-2-3-1. Do something to use some of the players that we have got. We've got far more left or right wingery mid attacking midfielders than we have actual hard-fought midfield players. Kind of box-to-box, box. you've got you've got Livermore that uh, Kone can play there. Tom Delibe, Teddy Bashira can do it. And you know that KMB has. Everybody else is a repurposed second, uh, second kind of line Attacker for a four-two-three-one, and I, I appreciate it. it's very, very close to a four-three-three. So you can accuse me of being semantic yeah. about it, and I would perfectly well accept that. So I'm sorry. If, if we do nothing tomorrow, Pete, and we've, I've, we, you and I have spoken privately about this. If we do nothing tomorrow, Val goes into this second, this the final part of the season with a smaller budget than he had in the summer because loser was on thirty a week. Healy was on ten a week. There's forty grand, and Dennis is costing you a li- is costing you less than twenty than twenty. So I think I worked it out to be twenty one. Twenty one. Yeah. Well, yeah. No. 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 It's yeah. No. Absolutely. And if if the order of the day is look, the money isn't there, and we have to, it's a transitional year, and all of that, then of course people aren't at the club can't just turn around and go, that's absolutely the case because who's going to buy a ticket? Who's going to buy a ticket for the next for the rest of the for the rest of the season? However, however, for all of that, for all of that, how many games has it been with three defeats? And that that has to lie at the door. That has to lie at the door of Valerian Ishmael. He is doing with with what he has got. He is make doing and mending par excellence and fair play yeah. to him. What I think what I think anybody who's going to be looking at the next day and and hoping against hope, and I don't personally think we'll see anybody coming in, to be honest. I with don't, you, I don't. Is that is that the management are doing what they said they would do back on the 15th of June and that they are going to do what they can to support the manager. But the genuine feeling is that the the owner has 
has lost interest. I mean, it can't be a surprise. We hear about the, we, we found out about the investor piece in terms of looking at that. Yeah. That suggests one of two things. Either he's strapped for cash or he wants to liquidate his shares and bring some money out. We hear about the Spanish tax stuff. It all suggests that somebody's attention is elsewhere rather than necessarily looking at what we've got here. The person who is looking at what we've got here, and yes, he's being a good corporate citizen by turning That's around great. to principally the Watford Observer because they're the main people who are reporting on the club and saying, well, if I haven't, then I'm very happy with what I've got. Well, that's good corporate citizenship. It it doesn't necessarily help you in the long run. It certainly didn't help Rob Edwards this time. I think if I was asking asking the questions, I'd like to dig a little bit deeper than than some of them. Yeah, but let's not go there. The frustrating thing for me is the foundations and the structure is there to really go into this last part of the season and do something. I wonder whether they thought Val could get us to where he has got us come this stage of the season. And the damn frustrating thing is, it wouldn't. It's a couple of nuggets in there, and my word, that could be a team that did well in the playoffs. But we've got what we've got, and I wish we had the budget we had last year. But it is where it is. But we we could only hope. Mate, I wish I could still get into the jeans I could when I was twenty eight, but that don't happen. So never mind. What we wish for doesn't always happen. Okay, yeah, that's well, it. we will see. We will see where things we'll... where things take us tomorrow with with the end of the transfer window. I think most people are probably saying there ain't be much. Hello, this is Bill Leslie, and you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Let's get across to Katie. Katie, hey, how are you doing? Hit your, hit your mate. You know Hello. Hello, mate. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm, 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 I'm so impressed that everybody isn't, isn't already asleep after that. <laughs> it was a snooze fest, but hey, you're going to get some of them, aren't you? What, what, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, like, I thought that the game was quite boring in the sense of, like, nothing really happened. I mean, you're going to take a point away from home, and I think in this period of like the February games we have to expect that this is what a few games are going to be like because there is this unrealistic like we don't even have enough players to play a second team like you can't even say oh but we'll go weak against this team and save our players because we don't have enough people to do that I think my concern is that having us obviously when you have a small squad this is what you get but it is a bit of like oh there's no ambition from the owners in the sense of like you would have a small squad but there's there's like having a small squad and there's having people where you can't even like people like Sema and Dennis are being forced to play when they're clearly not fit enough mm. because we don't even have enough people to fill a bench or fill a spot for them. And I know that it's like, oh, you don't want to sign people for the sake of signing them. But at this point, you think 
I'm not saying, oh, we're going to get playoffs, but saying we're going to get playoffs keeps the fire and the ambition around the club. And it makes the players hungry because if you just go, okay, well, we're not going to get playoffs, we're not going to get relegated. There's no, there's no reason to play anymore because it's like, well, the games don't matter. And I, I think that's not a good attitude for them to have, but you can't help but feel deflated that we're not bringing in people that are going to help the squad. And even if that is just one or two people to get numbers in for bodies and if you know because people are having to play every single like twice a week that's a huge ask and I just think that that is you know you, I feel bad for the players because they look exhausted and you're having someone like Dennis you know you sign him and there was a huge thing about how amazing he was going to be and he was going to be the savior of saviors and, and I, I honestly think he will be and I'm really excited for that but that's only when he gets up to speed. That could be weeks, that could be a month. And right now we need someone who is ready to go, ready to play now, who can fill that spot. Sometimes when Dennis comes on and like today and in the Southampton game, it felt like a wasted sub. Like it felt like he wasn't bringing much to the table. Yeah. When we could have made a sub where actually that person was ready to go. And I think Dennis should just wait, let him come back to full fitness and then play. But Val in his interviews, he's literally saying, oh, Ken and Dennis have had to come back when they're not fully fit because we don't have anyone else to play. Like, I don't know if that's him saying to the owners, like, look, you need to get some players in or it's his decision going, well, the only way they're going to get fitter is if they play. So it's it's a bit, oh, you don't really know like which way to go. But I do think like this period is going to be tough regardless. Yeah. And I think we just have to stick with them. The away games like today, you take a point away from home, you focus on Cardiff, leave the FA Cup, just let, don't focus on that. Like don't see that as a game where you've got to play full strength. Obviously we would all like to, but at the moment, you'd think focus on the league games because they are more important. We don't really want to be traveling to Liverpool. We don't want to be adding another game that we've got to play. Uh, just think, save the players that we know need the rest because there are some players who out there even tonight who looked shattered after like 20 minutes. Yeah, no, no, I don't, I, I don't disagree with you. I said about a, a lack of energy and a lack of options on the bench. And it's, it, it's a question of, and, and sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take your words and, and twist them slightly here, Katie, but with, hopefully with your permission. <laughs> Of course we want to go to Southampton. Of course we'd like to go to Anfield if we had a squad that offered the depth in order to do yeah. that. But we sim- but we, we, we seemingly simply don't. And ne- ne- next Tuesday, it will be really interesting to see who, who Val puts out and how he prioritises a game that is it's going to be difficult anyway, or whether he, whether he puts his, his eggs in that basket. I could certainly see somebody like Russell Martin wanting to go to wanting to go to Liverpool and and strut his yeah. stuff in front of the cop, no doubt. As he like he he came out. I don't know if you were there on Saturday, but he comes out before yeah, before, before the away games and comes and gives a, a nice round of applause. Yeah, and the, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he he loves an audience. Does does Russell Martin? Never mind. I'll take my own personal dislikes of them and take take them away. Never mind. Well, we'll we'll, we'll see what we get. We'll see what we get. I mean, obviously, a clean sheet is is something we haven't achieved for a long time, and I don't mean that with a to be smiling. The last time we did it, we actually managed to we actually managed to beat Rotherham five nil, and the game before that was nil nil away at Huddersfield, which is probably the game that mirrors this the closest. You're going away to a team who was struggling, and what are you going to do? Are you going to try and create something? We keep a clean sheet, but aren't able to really create at the, at the end. So, well, well, we'll see. We will see what we get, won't we? But, but there we go. Katie, are you guys going to be reviewing it on? Because obviously, Katie is with the guys from Voices of the Vic. Are you going to be doing a, a, a review of that? 
I think maybe tomorrow, but it'll probably be a short one. Not, not much yeah. to say. Yeah, bit no. of a snooze fest. But yeah, I think there probably will be one tomorrow. Wonderful stuff. Wonderful stuff. Well, everybody, do look out for, for Katie and all the guys on Voices of the Vic. Let's get across to Mr. Paul Holly and, and find out what Paul of, of Sheffield, Sheffield Wednesday nil, Watford nil. Wasn't a classic, was it, Paul? Not, not at all, Pete. I mean, it's a tough watch. I think if they were still playing now, it would probably still be nil-nil. And then you'd be you'd be seeing people dying on the pitch, pleading to get taken off. I think it was that it was that kind of game. But just a few just a few observations. Fire away, sir. A few observations. Number, there we go. number one, thank goodness for Ben Hamer. He's kept us in the game again, makes some brilliant saves. Uh, without much fuss or fanfare either. Uh, I thought Sheffield Wednesday should have taken a couple of their chances. But I I reckon Sheffield Wednesday will go down. That's not any bitterness because we couldn't beat them, but they look like a League One team. Uh, Huffing and puffing, lacking quality. So that kind of gave you the, the standard of the game. I thought Pollock did okay. Likes to get stuck in. Mm. I, I wouldn't fancy him against a pacey forward, but I think from a defensive point of view, he's pretty solid. And also like the fact that he does go a bit direct and not he knows his limitations. He doesn't try and overplay, which I like. When Porteous comes on, he's just erratic. Not sure if he's trying to make a point, but he goes with that mentality of if I don't get the ball, I'm gonna get the man. So Pollock does seem a, a steadier option, but on point I wanted to make about tiredness. Yeah. So so why is it in the Premier League and the top teams they can play Saturday and then in the Europe, which also includes foreign travel, why can they play two games a week? Why could Ronaldo play two games a week? Messi. So I I don't understand when it's your full time job, you can't play two games a week. Yes, I get it's a mental challenge, but surely if you play midweek you train less midweek. So the players train most days anyway. So surely you substitute that for game time. So unless you're injured, I don't always buy into this. Oh, they're, they're tired because they have to play two games in a week. I think what it is, is that mentally, because we're always under a lot of pressure, because we don't really control games and we're woeful in the final third most of the time. Mm-hmm. That's that's prob- possibly it's a mental tiredness rather than the physical one or one that then drives the physical tiredness. But Bayo for me, I'm sorry, people defending him. Yes, he tries hard, but surely you should try hard when you're a paid professional. But he's two yards away from every cross. He's not good enough. Maybe he might be a bit better in a front two, but he's just not good enough. And neither's Rayovic. Maybe if you played them together, you might get a better outcome. But it does worry me that with 24 hours to go, it seems likely that we won't bring anyone in. What was the point of Giorata and Manga for a whole year? What, who were they scouting? All these notes that they hand over. I mean, come on, it's a joke. We don't need a bloody head of recruitment or a director of football. It's complete nonsense. So it is concerning. And people say, oh, yeah, but next season, foul kick our stays, we're going to have a good season. We've got no parachute money next season. We've used up all our uh, money in advance by, by liquefying it through Macquarie Bank. We'll have to sell a spree, uh, probably Ryan Andrews and some of the assets, and the loan players will go back. I think we'll, 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 we'll be in a bit of a bit of a problem in a hole next season. So 
I guess my observations are Hamer good, Pollock's quite steady. We could still be playing that match and still be nil-nil. Very concerning regarding the window and the implications that has for next season as well unless we get investment. Very good. Very good. Sometimes you just sit and let people talk. This is... I mean, there's a lot there. First of all, Ben Hamer, couldn't agree with you more, was outstanding again. And in fairness to him, he finally gets a clean sheet. First one he's had since Rotherham and he's deserved it thoroughly. Definitely earned us a point today. I don't, I don't think we're entitled to, to, to win on the road. We have to earn it. And I don't think we did earn it today because of not creating the chances and him not getting there in terms of bio at the end. But I think the, the, the can I put this? I, th- I think more people have got more time for bio this season as somebody who is, yes, not, not, the, not the finished article. He's certainly, he's certainly not Ronaldo, that put it that way, either of them in either of their pomps or possibly even in, <laughs> possibly even the Brazilian Ronaldo now, who knows? Um, it, however, seeing him link up the play and work hard and all of the things that you said about, yeah, absolutely, you're right. He should do that as a footballer. But Ryovic doesn't have that skill set. He is literally just a goal scorer. So it does come back to your point about, well, if you either played them together or genetically spliced them together, maybe, I don't know how, you, you, might, have a, you might have somebody who's an option. Perhaps once he's fit, Dennis has played that role. I'm not saying he's your classic Val striker. However, his movement is better. His technique is better. His ability to actually bring people into play when he finally releases the bloody ball, we haven't forgotten that entirely, is potentially there. He can play that, and he can also offer that threat in behind as well. So perhaps we have have an alternative there, but is what we've got ideal? No, absolutely not. Couldn't agree with you more. But it still comes down to this, this, this particular team, and I'm talking about the team as a collective here, Paul. Do you prefer it to what we've seen in the last few years uh, over the season rather than obviously just a frustrating evening tonight in terms of what Val has done? And does that give you any thoughts around retaining Valerian Ishmael, providing they can show that they've got some ambition because the potential of, is, is that he might go at somebody who's showing more ambition? if we don't show any ambition, that we could then build on something with Ishmael next year? Yes, I do. And I think, to answer your question, the team are likeable now, and they and they are trying, no doubt. And whilst I don't always agree with some of Val's selections and substitutions, yeah. I do think he's the right person for the current circumstances. And I do like the way he comes across... And when he was interviewed about getting to the tr- getting to the training ground at quarter to six in the morning, doing his own workout in the gym, players coming in at eight, he's installed discipline and he's setting an example and leading by example. Like if I'm in at this time, no one should be late. So I think he's absolutely the right person for the for the circumstances. Yes, he's been lucky. Yes, he's made some odd substitutions. I guess my only uh axe to grind with him is I think sometimes he doesn't go out to win games and the point made earlier tonight he could have put Georgie into the middle he was lost out on the wing and we really could have gone for it but he's probably a bit conservative rather than trying to win games he tries to win games organically rather than by revolution but yes I mean I've actually enjoyed going more this season I mean I used to go to every game home and away uh-huh. I hardly ever go to an away game now but I've been going to the home games and I've actually been enjoying because one thing I, I could not tolerate was lack of effort and petulance and all those other things so they are likable they are trying right manager but I think the bigger frustration with me as I've documented before 
is at the top with with Gino. And you mentioned he's lost interest. I think he's just trying to get enough money together to pay the Spanish tax authorities off. But he's better off trying to take investment and, and ultimately leaving. He, he's not going to take us forward anymore, in my opinion. You see what I did there. <laughs> see what I did there. Paul, lovely stuff as as always. Love to hear that you're, you're, you're getting down the Vic as well. Let's get across Florida way. Let's get across to Uncle Ron. Uncle, sir, hit your... Hit your hit your mouse button now. I have no idea where 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 Florida children are at this moment. Are you able to speak to us, Uncle? Oh, they're downstairs in the kitchen for the moment. Oh, oh, yeah, oh that's yeah. fine. I'm sure there's nothing flammable <laughs> or dangerous in there. That's you're, you're all good. Clearly. Oh, there you go. So come on, then, sir. What what are you? What are your thoughts? We have we haven't spoken to you for a little while. It's, it's always good to hear from from, from Florida. What are your thoughts? A, a bit depressing, actually, Peter, and, and more depressing regarding the owner, who I think has has got away with it, really, in the eyes of Watford fans. There's been some very interesting calls in Wendover. I completely agree with him. It, it, it's it's really an outrage that that a striker hasn't been brought in. There's one day left, and it, it's a threadbare squad. I said in the summer. Uh, it's being run as a skeleton football club. Uh, uh, and it really is. And if the owner has lost interest, he, he should go and, and more people should should demand he goes. I mean, I really don't understand why there aren't Quick more question. chance of... Yes. Uncle, so Ron, I'm going to jump in on a, on a couple of that, just on just on yeah. one in particular. Do you really think that people asking him to go will make any difference to him? Yes, yes, I think he'll be embarrassed. I, I don't. I think he he doesn't like to be in 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 the public eye. I mean, not that Watford's that public, but I'm sure you you get my drift here. Understood. And it happened with at Newcastle with Mike Ashley. He he was embarrassed enough sell the club eventually. He didn't want to sell the club, Ashley, if you recall. He didn't want to, but the fans demanded it so much. I think he had to. But he, and, that, but I, yeah, and 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 I'm not. I'm going to lean towards you. Uh, but yet, say Newcastle is a rather different beast. I mean, the Geordies. It is the it is the quintessential one club town. And it was it was really embarrassing his his, his retail, which is of course very very customer facing business, which which Gino doesn't doesn't quite have. But anyway, get get your point in terms of in terms of you, you've said for a long time, quite rightly along with many people who have come out and said they would like to see him move on, etc. I do feel that his words from June now ring extremely hollow. And there are a number of people who have given, you know, a number of opportunities, a number of chances for him to say, okay, what are you going to come and do? What are you going to do? And he, he turned around in, in June and said, no, I can't walk away. I, I need to, I need to get it right. Now, quite what that means is open to interpretation. But what, you know, what we've, what we've got here is they, they've brought in a manager who they are seemingly backing, backing in the not sacking sense of the word. How much of that is financial rather than we, we can't keep paying off managers all the time. In that respect, he doesn't seem to have supported him enough. And whilst you call it a skeleton, I would call it a lean squad. I think probably where we, where we differ is probably only in the quantities and the numbers of players he can actually bring in. Because we are lean of a twenty-five man squad, we were in ja- we were in August when they declared it, and we'll be even further lean of it, it uh, today. So it's going to start getting to be exactly what you describe as a skeleton squad if we see nothing done tomorrow. Yes, but will it happen? I don't think it will happen. And why is it left so late? I mean, they go on about oh, we got the most wonderful scouting set up in the world, which that's absolute nonsense. It's laughable compared to, say, the likes of 
Brighton and Brentford. But but why leave it to the last minute? We could have had a striker brought in the day after Healy went and we'd have won tonight. They're a very poor team, Sheffield Wednesday. And Bio, yes, he works hard. Really, doesn't matter. Uh, he's not good enough. He's not, he's not a youth team player. He's not straight out of non-league. He's, what is he, in his mid-20s? And he cost a few million from the Bayat Tombola of shite. So he works hard, but not good enough. But he'll have a, a, a real striker who can score goals. No goal power in that squad. But the, the owner needs to be called out. And Watford fans, far too nice, have always been far too nice and will just sit there and keep going. And, and that will be it. But but to what end? That's why I find it depressing. To, to what end? What about the season overall? Obviously, just chat, chatting to Paul there, Mr. Holly, who was, who's picked out, obviously, a number of the observations and questions that we're sort of dealing with and are we are we in and i appreciate you especially not i'm talking about everybody here are we guilty of looking at and going ah we we hope to win because that's where wednesday are they're 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 lower down they're sort of struggling although in fairness danny roll has has, has got them doing far better than they were when they had our, our previous manager with them are we in danger of just going oh well we haven't won therefore we're throwing toys out of the pram at that particular point or are we being reasonable and reasoned about saying well now it has to be done and it has to be done tomorrow I think we're being very reasonable that look Shepherd Wednesday are a very big club bigger than Watford but their team is so. it, it, horrendous it's a horrendous that was a horrendous side we played tonight well, we should have beaten them it, it is to all intents and purposes a, a large amount of the league one side that they that they bought that they did come up with in the playoffs so because of if, if you talk about if we talk about an owner competition I think Chancery takes some beating I have to absolutely have to say but that kind of then supports your point really Ooh, the, the children are being loud. Oh, God, here we go. Oh, dear. Go on. You go, on, you go off and get those sorted. There's, all right, mate. There, there, there goes Uncle Ron in charge of childcare in Florida. Let's get to John. Then we're going to come to Charlie. Then we're going to finish off with Neil. John, sir, how are you doing? Hello, Peter. Good evening. Good evening, Hello. everyone. Have, have, did you discover the cure for insomnia this evening? Well, weirdly, I was a bit distracted, a lot of things going on. So I was sort of thinking, oh, I don't know if this is a good game or not. I was having to listen to Twitter to go, oh, right, the bits I missed, I didn't actually miss, but think so. But yeah, I think it's a conundrum today. So I'll be the yang to to Ron's ying, if that's Ooh, okay. You, but, um, ying away, go on, or yang, whichever yeah. one it was. And I think it's a bit of a conundrum, and I'll give a few points. I think... Watching it tonight, it was like because we didn't because we didn't score when we should have done and could have done, we kept them in the game. And then they clearly got some chances. And in the end, I was going, "Oh shoot, we're just hanging on a little bit." And I feel like we're happy with the draw, but it, it, it is that if it is that moment, if we just put minds and put the ball in the back of the net, yeah. we'd have gone on and we'd have a chances. And honestly, I think you get that one little goal up, we'd have won the game. And it is. Just that tightness. I, I do think Val is probably just balancing between mm, keep this run going, get a draw, home games, two points, two points on average a game, and we and we can start moving up. But but I think I think there's a big enough conundrum going. I was listening to everybody saying I was going and I explained it a bit. I'll do it. I won't give the full number of lists, but it's a bit of a Brett style list. But anyway, but but number one. We're enjoying the squad. Everybody's going, we're enjoying the squad. I'm enjoying what we're doing. Yep. But that's defined also by having a small, tight knit squad. That's what's helped us in this mix. That's what Val's created. Okay, so we've got a smaller squad and we're enjoying it, but now everybody wants us to expand it. So there's a contradiction. We acknowledge we've got injuries, we've got returnees, and yet we're saying, why are we making subs at this time? He's doing it because he's managing some of the playing time, right? Martins, maybe he should have stayed in, but he was also on a booking. 
So did that have something to play with it? You know I mean, he and he's got he's got Espria who was playing well on Saturday, so that's an opportunity. So there's all that that going on. What was the other point? So you know, we want a striker. We just brought Dennis in. I thought he was a striker, so I'm confused. But yeah, we need a goal scoring striker. Yeah, I think he will be, but he's just got to get himself up. And I'll come back to that. I just checked. We're four points off fifth, so it ain't going bad. I think our expectations are going up. This is the the rich the rich bit. Yeah, we should be doing better. We could go at them. We could. I listened to your podcast with Sheffield Wednesday. Like their view is they're staying up. They're on progressing. We're looking at them in the bottom three. They're going, we are not playing like a bottom three club in general. That's their point of view, right? So hard for on an awful pitch away, not too, not, not too, not too bad. The thing on Dennis as well, I think, I, I think it's inspired. And I think bringing him is, I, I was thinking about this while I was listening. Mm-hmm. I think Val might be turning down opportunities because he doesn't want another half-cooked player. Yeah. If they can find somebody who's ready to go, absolutely on Fire. I don't think he wants to bring something to the squad because I think he feels he's got enough. Like Pollock's inspired, right? Do we actually need another centre back now? I'm not sure we do. I know we want left side cover, but you know, if something happens to it, we can probably manage it. And now we've got competition, right? So, and again, he was outstanding again tonight. There was one interception, was like brilliant. If that was Maldini, everyone would be going, what a stop when it was floated in and he he, he got to the ball. So I think Dennis is a gamble, but it's a progressive gamble. If we can just keep, you know, if we can get to March. And then he gets fit and he gets anything like he was before. We've suddenly got a goal score, score adding to a squad that's been scoring goals, right? It's been at the back. We have, we've had a bit of a problem. We get progressively better. It's about getting ourselves into the playoffs. So, so I'm really frustrated tonight, but it's not the end of the world. So uh, yeah, there's stuff going on. So I don't think unless something comes out of the blue and then maybe a Man City player on the way, but it may or may not happen, but that'd be a youth player. But then is that the right thing to bring in again when we've got some talent in there? So I'm not sure Val wants, do you know what I mean? I don't think Val wants someone. We've got Semba coming back and you've got other players coming. Do you want somebody else in that he's got to wait six weeks to get up to what he wants? And Dennis tonight, by the way, I was watching him. He did start tracking back. He was doing some defensive stuff. So again, I saw something I didn't see him do on Saturday, but he did tonight. Yeah, he actually ran back back because there was a there was a point he came back into half, recovered the ball in his half, and was laying it off in our own half and then sprinting forward. So I think he's going to be working. I think just got to give this a bit of time. So yeah, so so that's young. Oh, by the way, okay. Ron, if if Gino is embarrassed by fans asking him to go, I think that's ridiculous because. If he's not embarrassed by being up in court in Spain for a 12, in charge of 12 years, that's not enough for making him go. I don't think us going, oh, please go, Gino. They were sing- the crowd was singing his name on Saturday, right, as part of the Dennis song. So I don't think anybody's really in the ground looking at this going, okay, go, go, go. Well, Just I, because I, we're, I think, I, think yeah. I have to ask there, John. I, I, I really don't think that people were, I don't think you can confuse singing for Dennis as, as <laughs> offering support for, for the owner. I know. <laughs> I'm being facetious. I, 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 <laughs> I'm playful. I appreciate that. That's fine. I get exactly what you say. However, there was one glaring omission about what you had. Mm. And most people, when you when you refer to the engine room of a team, you're talking about the midfield area. And I appreciate uh, waiting yeah, for yes. KMB to come back. But even before KMB kind of got, got a, a bit crocs at Plymouth, went but didn't go at the AFCON, we were already light in there. And then we let Loser, who had just been brought back into the team, presumably yeah, just to put yeah. him in the window. That is where we are going to be lighter than we were. And we saw it tonight where there wasn't yeah. any opportunity to go, look, we are we are running on a very attritional, heavy, hard pitch. And and your, many of your points are absolutely spot on. 
This was the seventh game we've played away without losing. Okay, it was a Sheffield Wednesday, but that doesn't mean it neither here nor there. And as you said, they are they are improving. Bannon is a, is always a, a force. And if you remember when we did beat them at our place, it was only by the one goal. It was not it was not particularly yeah. great. But my point is about owner losing losing interest is because of what's going on in Spain. Is because of potentially what all the other things he's having to worry about. Because I, yeah, I think I think money isn't money isn't flush at this moment in time. We are not yeah, in a healthy no, or indeed wealthy fair. position in that respect. And we're ending up with yeah. a and, and it became really apparent tonight that it was like we've got Kone and we've got Tom Daddy B in there who are trying to work. It was the kind of game where you'd say, Tom, off you come because it's just not working for you. Or Kone, off you come, it's just not working for you. We're gonna put a fresh pair of legs in there and we're gonna try and have a reset. And there was no reset. It was basically we're wading through treacle without any opportunity to make oh. do mend and give the manager who is really responsible for it, all of the good stuff that you mentioned there, give him some options from the bench with which to game manage. Now, I know we've all uh, on yeah. occasions criticised his, his substitutions and that's that he's, he's there to be judged by that, as all managers are, but he can only play the cards he's got and we haven't given him a full deck, not even, not even in the championship sense. Since the start of the season, we've had 23 yeah. players and now we're going to be coming down to, I think, 22. I think that, Dave, if I'm slightly wrong. I'm yeah. Surprised. No, sorry, Pete. You're, you're absolutely right. I'm in fo- thinking about the forwards and centre-backs. I completely forgot we've the midfield. And there is a solution. We're just going off of whatever Sheffield want for Barry Brennan. Right? So that's what I'll do at the moment. I'd rather, I'd rather buy Barry Bannon, but okay. Uh, whoever Barry oh, sorry, Brennan yeah, is, yeah. If any, <laughs> the good thing is he's available and cheap. The bad news is he's probably a fishmonger somewhere outside Grimsby. Uh, never mind, never mind. Yeah. No, okay, thank John, you. you've done a stand-up ying to, to Ron's yang. Always a pleasure. Excellent stuff. There are positives. There are genuine positives at the club this season. We were talking about wanting to get down and actually see them and see them working hard. And this has been a, a, an attritional game, and that's fine. But it's also absolutely fine to turn around and look at the squad and what's going on in the transfer window or what has not gone on in the transfer window and say, is that really where we are? It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.